Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk shoe. Talk shoe. Recorded, Recorded Yes, folks, my Bonnie comes home lastly to me, our Roddy Roddy Piper's theme, one of the greats of all time, if not one of the greatest heels of all time, lead us into our final debate show of 2017. And yes, folks, it is historic episode number 80 for Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen, December the 28th, 2017. 1-724-444-7044, caller ID 139925-POUND, and you can join us right now until 9 o'clock. We will be expecting, hopefully, another couple of guests, but in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let us welcome you into the debate for the final show of 2017, however, and of course, let me introduce the panel to you. First, of course, at the head debate table, however, is none other than the Iceman, yours truly, the infamous J.D., Jared D. from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and from Front Royal, Virginia, however, joining us here tonight, however, for historic episode number 80, however, for the wrestling debate, however, is the human suplex machine, the man who gives you the raw radio uh, birthdays and dates every day on all of our talk shows, however, none other than Mr. John Gross. John, happy number 80 to you and the family here at Wrestling Debate. Thank you. Well, we've got a lot to talk about, and boy, did we pick a good night to uh, saddle up with us. So, folks, we're getting ready to tell you what we think are with some very interesting things that happened in 2017. And that's what we're going to talk about here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, here on our final show of the year. Of course, next week will be the start of a new year, of course. A lot of things happened this past year, and of course, we'll tell you uh, some of the bigger stories that did happen this past year that uh, some uh, were good. Some were not so good, and uh, we'll talk about that here on the debate right now. John, I'll start with you. How, uh, what was uh, one of the stories that caught your eye this year in the world of wrestling? Okay, my first story caught up in the year. I had to go all the way to um, the Royal Rumble. Yes, certainly. Yep. 
And uh, anything in particular? Um, not really. Well, I would say I would agree with you about the rumble. I think one of the things that uh, caught my eye, however, obviously, of course, was what happened the night before the rumble, however, in San Antonio, of course. The big story there, of course, was the king of strong style, Shinsuke Nakamura, of course, taking on the glorious Bobby Roode. And let's just say Bobby Roode made it glorious in his own way, however, as he shocked the world, however, no pun intended, however, by uh, absolutely pulling off the upset of uh, the early part of the year, however, by defeating Nakamura in front of a pretty half-decent crowd there in San Antonio. Of course, the next night, we would see what would happen at the Royal Rumble, of course, however, with Seth Rollins. And, of course, then Samoa Joe would make his impact uh, two nights after this, however, on Monday Night Raw, however. So uh, definitely the Royal Rumble and the aftermath that followed uh, from the Rumble, however, certainly caught our eyes going into the early part of February. But nevertheless, this was one of the few big stories that we definitely kept an eye on heading into uh, the early part of February, but it was a good way to start out the year. Up next, of course, we fast-forward the clock a month, however, to February. And as far as February goes, uh, what stood out for you in February? What stood out for me in February was Bailey winning the Women's Championship over Charlotte. Yes, in Las Vegas. That was right before Valentine's Day. What a great main event that was on Raw. I remember that match very, very well. And also, Bray Wyatt winning the WWE Championship in the Elimination Chamber match. Yes, in Phoenix. That was the first time he had hasted gold in his career. I would definitely... uh, uh, say those two were very unique, of course. Uh, no question about it. You bring up some very good points there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Friendship of Festival. What was that? Well, that was crazy. That was the same night we saw, of course, what went down in uh, Las Vegas. Just uh, when we thought, however, uh, let's just say, however, we uh, had seen and, uh, a lot of things turn upside down, however, in more ways than one. It turned out to be that night, however, a night that we wouldn't soon forget. Of course, you mentioned, as you said, uh, two great moments there, of course. One of them happened in Las Vegas. Of course, the other match, of course, happened that same night in Sin City. And uh, let's just say the hearts of uh, the fans of both uh, Y2J, Chris Jericho, and uh, Mr. Pop-Up Powerbomb, the Universal Champion at the time, Kevin Owens, of course, uh, well, let's just say their friendship was tested, however, and uh, this time, however, it was really uh, not really uh, coming out to be rosy, shall we say, no pun intended, however, and because of this, our tension began between the two former besties, if you will, and as a result, they began a feud with one, or you bring up some very good points there, I would have to say those uh, moments stand out for me as far as February goes, no question about it. Uh, from there, we go into March. What happened in March? All right. What happened in March? Yes. Um, Goldberg winning the Universal title over KO, Kevin Owens. You can thank Chris Jericho for that. Of course, that would set up the match that would be held the following month. No question about it. Yes. Um, Also, Randy Orton sent fire to the Wyatt family compound. Yes, I remember that very well. And then, also, a lot of things contributed to some of our... some of the WWE legends, too. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Which happened with uh, George the Animal Steel. Yep, we lost him uh, very and, early in, in Jim March. Ross's uh, wife. Yes, uh, the lovely Jan. Yes, we also lost earlier in... Jimmy Snuka, who we lost in January. 
Yeah, we lost two months before. Unfortunately, we lost Diamond Cole off a month before that, too. So we, we definitely lost some big legends in the early part of the new year. No question about but it. But March was a little crazy, a little crazy in the wrestling news, too. Yes, it was. With Paige, Brad Matt, and Brad Maddox. <laughs> yes, that uh, that was one of the stories that definitely uh, uh, was one of the bigger stories of the month. No question about it. Of course, at the time, uh, it consisted of uh, Xavier Woods, uh, former WWE wrestler and uh, interim GM Brad Maddox. And it also consisted of the very controversial, the very, uh, let's just say, uh, screaming queen herself, however, who is... Uh, Coming out with a movie of her own that will be released sometime, I'm sure, in 2018, however, known as Paige. Uh, but uh, we heard uh, there was a lot of controversy between Paige, Brad Maddox, and uh, Xavier Woods with a supposed tape that was released to the general public. And let's just say a lot of people at the time uh, got a chance to watch some of the film. And uh, it was quite revealing. It was quite graphic, let's just say. I would agree there. Uh, I'll tell you another moment that stood out for me in March, however, was uh, Charlotte losing her first match on pay-per-view when uh, Bailey was forced to defend her title uh, against the former queen, if you will, however, thanks to Stephanie McMahon in uh, Fastlane. So I think that's another moment that stands out for me. But, uh, yeah, as we headed down to WrestleMania, heading into WrestleMania, we also had some big uh, news pertaining to the Hall of Fame, some of the big names that were being discussed. Obviously, Kurt Angle shocking everyone coming back, however, after a 10-year wait, however, was announced that he would be going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express, Gibson and Morton, would be going into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Rick Rude would also be another name that would be thrown in there. However, uh, the Hall of Fame certainly had some interesting members this year, however, and those were just some of the bigger names that we uh, definitely kept an eye on as uh, the snow was melting, however, and uh, the spring was soon to bloom. However, we saw a lot of big names that were definitely uh, wanting to make an impact and definitely wanting to make a big return. They definitely showed up here in more ways than one. Uh, before we continue on, a quick reminder, ladies and gentlemen, coming up tonight at 9 o'clock on Revolution, we will talk about last night's SmackDown, the final SmackDown of the year that was held last night in Chicago. Uh, let's just say a little controversy came out of that, however, last night, and we'll talk more about that at 9 p.m. Be sure to check out... Uh, John's birthdays and dates on the uh, Revolution page, 138055-POUND. And, of course, we will have the news headlines for you with uh, the King and, of course, the Iceman as King Ice returns to the news desk uh, just after 9 o'clock with the latest headlines as well. Also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget Top Heel Inc. will be live tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Michelle Lindodds, of course, Andrew R.T. Smith and myself will be returning to the Top Heel desk, 140562. Be sure to check that out. And our final Wolfpack of the Year, ladies and gentlemen, will be airing tomorrow night as well. And who knows what we'll be discussing tomorrow night, but be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. 138521 pounds, so be sure to check that out. John, let's turn the clock now into April, however. And as we start at the spring, however, and with the winter melting all the snow in that, however, Things, uh, again, were very interesting as we headed into the early part of the spring, and there were some really good moments that really came out in April. Tell us what oh, happened yes. in April. The start, the start, oh, yes. The start of WrestleMania. Yes. Big, big time returns. Yes. Um, shocking defeats. Yes, uh, of course. Yep. Roman, one of the, the Hardy Roman. Boys. Yes, the Hardy Coming Boys. Back Matt, as well. Yes. The Hardy Boys, uh, I was just going to say that, yeah, the Hardy Boys, uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy, of course, uh, shocking the world and uh, let's just say raising the uh, fans' expectations once again as they absolutely had the fans in the palm of their hand and the 75,000 people at the Citrus Bowl at Camping World Stadium there in Orlando were uh, 
doing the delay thing, and definitely it shook the Citrus Bowl and then some. Uh, we also saw a proposal, if you will, at WrestleMania involving Sean Cena and Nikki Bella that uh, had the world talking. Uh, you talked about some big defeats, how no question about it. Triple H and Seth Rollins uh, after what had happened earlier in the year and after what Samoa Joe had done to Seth Rollins by literally attacking him again and almost costing him another chance at a WrestleMania paycheck. However, he came back and defeated the King of Kings and uh, let's just say put the COO and his wife on notice, however, and uh, burned it to the ground. No pun intended, however. But uh, the other big story out of WrestleMania, of course, besides those two, however, John, was uh, the shocking uh, defeat of The Undertaker once again as Roman Reigns, however, claimed it was his yard all along, however, and showed that he didn't care what the fans thought. He didn't care what anyone else thought, however. It was all about him, however, and well, he showed it was all about him on this night, however, at WrestleMania. Indeed. No doubt about that. And also uh, on that same night, however, ladies and gentlemen, if that's not all, we also had, however, I believe another surprise that came out of that, however, and uh, that was just a few nights later when we saw the debut of Shinsuke Nakamura just a few days after uh, taking on Bobby Roode in a rematch at NXT TakeOver in Orlando, however, we saw what happened involving him, however, as he was called up to the SmackDown roster. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we had a great NXT TakeOver show that weekend. Oh, you Orlando. want shocking, Janie? Yes. How about this? Hmm. Kurt Angle as the new Raw general manager. Yes, the night after WrestleMania. Just when we thought Kurt Angle was only going to be there for a brief uh, appearance, however, and then go back to doing what he was doing in his own separate life out of wrestling, however. Yeah, he was named the new full-time GM, uh, let's just say, the night after WrestleMania. You brought up a very good point there, John, indeed. Yes, I remember that. The night after WrestleMania, I think the fans in Orlando uh, knew he was going into, were shocked to see he was going into the Hall of Fame and who inducted him and putting him into the Hall of Fame, none other than John Cena. But yeah, the night after WrestleMania, however, the very first week of April, however, is usually uh, the first half of the new season. And boy, did they start out the season with a bang, no pun intended, right after WrestleMania that night, however. Uh, the night after WrestleMania 33, when we saw Kurt Angle, uh, let's just say, be introduced as the new GM. This after Mick Foley had been shown the door by Stephanie McMahon and Triple H only a few weeks before, however, due to the fact that, uh, according to Stephanie and Mick, or not Mick, excuse me, Stephanie and Hunter, uh, the let's just say the power couple duo, if you will, however, definitely uh, made uh, reference out to Mick Foley and signaled him out and showed him the door by giving him his pink slip. But in actuality, we understand that he was recovering from a very serious, I believe, knee and hip surgery, and I believe he's doing a lot better since then. But uh, we don't know if Mick will be back anytime soon or back anytime at some point. But uh, definitely that was quite an uh, interesting shocker just a few weeks before WrestleMania. We also saw back in March, if you remember, John, the one time in the ring, I think it was when we saw uh, The Undertaker, Roman Reigns, and also... Uh, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. No, was it Braun? I thought it was Brock Lesnar. Undertaker, Goldberg, and Brock in January. That's right. That was a big event that happened in January, too. Yeah, that was another thing we forgot to talk about, too. Yeah. Uh, going into the Rumble, that was a very, very big event there that happened. But like you said, in March, it got, even more, it got more intense. Like you said, you just talk about three big. You talk about three big bulls we saw in the early part of the first part of the year, however, involving the Dead Man Walking himself, the Beast Incarnate, and of course uh, Roman Reigns. However, that it just it almost gave you chills to see who was gonna be the first to bite. I mean, and Goldberg. Course, and then in March, yeah, you had Goldberg, you had Taker, and then you had Brock in the ring. I mean, that almost brought chills to everyone's uh, 
spy up someone Steve chills up everyone's spine. So uh, yeah, that was that was very interesting. No question about it, however. But uh we had a lot more to talk about as the year went on, however, and believe we're gonna continue on by looking at some of the best moments of the year, however, and some of our least favorite moments of the year. And uh John, as we head into late April, early May, however, after WrestleMania, however, uh let's just say there was a ton of backlash that came with it, however, too. Oh yeah. Um, oh yes, because another viewership, another shakeup took place. Yes, it did, and we saw a couple surprises that came out of it. Alexa Bliss moving over to Raw, and of course we would see Alexa uh, become the first superstar not only to win the SmackDown Women's title, but also hold the Raw Women's title. And she's been holding it a pretty good. She's had a good reign, I think. Now, uh, I'm not sure how many days she's had, and maybe you can uh, find that out for us, John. Uh, but I do know she has had it for quite a long time, however. She won, of course, in Bailey's hometown of San Jose. Uh, also, of course, we had, uh, let's just say, a, what was it, a compound match between uh, the Viper and Bray Wyatt, a House of Horrors match that some people said was, well, not one of the better matches of the year, however, in the WWE. I but, can agree with that. But, uh, like I said, I'm looking here right now. As of now, this is... Uh, this is what I heard of. Alexa's first reign uh, has uh, was for 112 days, however. She dropped the belt, of course, uh, back in August, and then she regained it eight days later. So far, her two reigns so far this year, however, uh, as of today, uh, has been a total of 234 days. Plus days. So far. Wow. Yeah, she's right behind Charlotte for combined days. So far, in Charlotte's combined days of reigning of champion, she's held at a combined 242 days, while WWE has recognized it at 246. But so far, as of tonight, however, Alexa is number two with 234. But uh, like we said, folks, at payback, however, she definitely got payback, however, on uh, Bailey. But also on this show, we saw, again, a very intense feud, however, that developed between Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. And the rules in this one were very interesting. If Jericho won the title, he was sent over to SmackDown. He did win the title here. Also, we saw a few that you just talked about, two big bulls in the ring here that really began a very intense feud with one another throughout the year, however. It was definitely Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. Yep. All right, let's go to May now. What did we see in May that uh, jumped off the page for us? All right, what we saw in May... The rise of the Maharaja. Yes, unfortunately, and it was thanks to his friends, the Sing 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 brothers, that cost uh, Randy Orton a chance to hold on to the title. I would agree there. Uh, No question about it. Also, we saw a great match the night before on NXT TakeOver. Two great matches, I should say, in Chicago. One of them was for the Bruiserweight title, one of the best matches I'd seen in a long time. It almost brought chills back to my... uh, 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 well, I wouldn't say it brought chills to me, but it was definitely an exciting match. It was one of the better matches of the year, and I definitely was entertained by this matchup. It was Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne, two guys who earlier in the year competed in a U.K. tournament, if you will, that took their stage across the ocean and into Chicago. And boy, did they deliver a great, great match, however, the night before backlash in Chicago. And if that's not all, folks, we also had a very interesting, unique triple threat ladder match that saw the authors of Pain, if you will, Akim and Rizar, take on, I believe, DIY, however. And that night, of course, uh, like I said, folks, 
was a very, very interesting night in Chicago, however, as they ended up defeating DIY that night. But, uh, John, it was all in all a very entertaining night in Chicago. And then, of course, the next night, as you mentioned, of course, at Backlash, we saw what happened. We also saw, however, uh, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles meet for the first time for the U.S. title. And this was actually a pretty good match as well. Yeah, had it not been for a countout. Yes, uh, of course, these two would continue their feud with one another. Also, we saw two former NXT guys get it on for the first time. We also saw the debut of the main roster of one King of Strong Style taking on a certain show-off who bragged and bragged that he thought he could beat him. However, well, unfortunately, he couldn't beat him on this night, and that was Shinsuke Nakamura beating none other than Mr. Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler. So certainly that was very, very interesting. Uh, John, if you want to give out the plug real quick, I'll be right back in two seconds. I just have to step out for a minute. Okay. One seven two four 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 seven four 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 ID for one three nine nine two six pound. I mean two five. And we will be here until the uh, nine o'clock hour. Want me to throw that away? Mm-hmm. Huh. What do we do for When I get done with my show and all. Okay, I'm back. Thank you very much, John. From there, we now fast forward the clock again, however, and this time we're going into June, however, and uh, we saw what happened going into June, however, some interesting developments. Of course, we, at Payback, we saw Seth Rollins get a little retribution on Samoa Joe by defeating him for the first time on the main roster, but the story here going into June, however, was not only that, however, but it was also, however, the... Uh, Miz and Dean Ambrose feud, how that got interesting. How we also saw Samoa Joe punch his ticket to see who would face Brock Lesnar for the Universal Title at the following month's pay-per-view, as he took on Bray Wyatt, who came over from SmackDown if he was for Raw, however, as well as Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins. This ended up being a fatal five-way here in Baltimore at the start of June. Your thoughts about this one? Oh, uh, what we're talking about now? What happened in the early part of June? The early part of June, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Samoa Joe went in a fatal five-way match at Extreme Rules. Yes. And then the shock, shock, the, uh, shocker of the year in June, I would say, yes. was it has to be Big Cat and Enzo Amore. Yes, certainly. And, of course, we saw what happened also when Cesaro and Sheamus, however, two guys who had not come And you know what? Hmm. Enzo deserved it. Yes, he did. No question about it. We also saw during the month of June. Ow, sorry about this. Just hit me there. I'm okay now. Cesaro and Sheamus uh, solidify their status as far as tag team champions go. And uh, let's just say they made a statement, however, here in the early part of the month, however, when they end up taking on, however, these guys, however, uh, like I said, involving. Uh, the Hardy Boys, but as a result, Cesaro and Sheamus, of course, pulled off the upset, however, and with it, however, decided to turn heel, however, on the fans, however, after being consistent as fan favorites, however, 
and respectable as they uh, set the, well, as they like to I'm call. laughing at my gift my aunt and uncle sent me for Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> the and beard the, grooming kit. They gave me a beard grooming kit. There you go. There you go. But uh, that being said, however, uh, the story here with Cesaro and Sheamus, uh, no pun intended, I did say earlier, how did set the bar here. We also saw what happened with the Miz and Maurice involving Dean Ambrose and Renee Young. The rules were simple in this matchup, however, the Miz, of course, became the new IC champion thanks to a questionable move here. And it seemed like the Miz had a lot of questionable things going on throughout the year, however, from Nikki Bell and John Cena to Dean Ambrose and Renee Young. We also saw the uh, Titus brand get off uh, to an interesting uh, start. Your thoughts about all the developments that went down in the early part of June? Yeah, more Starbucks stuff. Um, but anyway, anyway, uh, with the Titus brand on a roll, and also what happened with the Miz as Intercontinental Champion, I mean, could have it not got any better had Miz not been the Intercontinental Champion? Yeah, that's that's, that's a good point there. I mean, unfortunately, he did uh, did get help, some help, unfortunately, from Marie. Some people said he did not, but hey. To each their own, of course, as we said, folks, it was a very interesting early part of June. And getting back to uh, one side note of uh, May, however, that also happened that we did not talk about. However, not only did we see the uh, debut of Shinsuke Nakamura defeat Dolph Ziggler on pay-per-view, we also saw the perfect 10-10-10 himself, our Ty Dillinger, however, open up uh, Backlash on the pre-show, however, and uh, make quite an impression, Howard, with the WWE Universe. Even though, Howard, he has not gone a lot of time that much this year, he still continues to do well at times, Howard. And as a result, Howard, he defeated Mr. Aiden English here on uh, that particular night at Backlash. But speaking of yes. June, ladies and gentlemen, we continue on with June, Howard. And June was even more interesting as money, money, money seemed to be flying everywhere. And certainly money, money, money was definitely flying in the home of the Viper, St. Louis, Missouri, as Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton, of course, continued their feud with one another. We also saw Baron Corbin win by cashing in his biggest opportunity to date, however, by winning the Money in the Bank ladder match of the WWE contract. Also, we saw, uh, let's just say, the first ever women's Money in the Bank match and make history, but it was not without controversy as Carmella, with her boy toy at the time, the nerd boy, James Ellsworth, defeated Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, and Tamina, and this raised the ire of a lot of people. But nevertheless, our Money in the Bank proved to be, well, let's just say, a little controversial and also very unique in the Lou, St. Louis, Missouri. Your thoughts about what happened here on Father's Day? Oh, yeah, that matchup was very controversial, including a women's match. Yes, so, yes, no question about it. I mean, considering the fact that Carmel, like we said, folks, I mean, she did win the Money in the Bank contract, despite the fact that there was some very serious controversy that came out of that whole ordeal. We also saw a little controversy develop in the Jinder Mahal-Randy Orton feud again. This despite the fact that Randy had his dad, Ric Flair, Greg Gagne, and a bunch of legends there sitting at ringside in St. Louis, Randy's hometown. It was not to be on this particular night, and as a result, Randy came up a little short in his effort, but put up a good effort nevertheless, however, despite the fact he uh, came up a little short on his uh, resume, if you will. From there, ladies and gentlemen, we talk about Great Balls of Fire. And boy, as the heat began with the summer, however, it definitely was Great Balls of Fire as we headed down to Texas, if you will. And the big match there going into Great Balls of Fire, of course, was a couple of interesting matchups. First off, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss getting into one another. 
Big Cass and Enzo, as you just pointed out, of course, really started feuding with one another. However, after Big Cass attacked his former partner, if you will, towards the end of June. Also, we saw uh, Neville, one of his uh, final matches, of course, in WWE, near one of his final matches, I should say, however, defeat Akira Tozawa. But the story here, John, however, was the matchup, however, of Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns continuing their feud, this time in an ambulance match. Braun Strowman won up being, of course, the Roman Empire, if you will, and the fans of the Roman Empire, and also Brock Lesnar defeating Samoa Joe in a very quick encounter. But nevertheless, the story here was also what happened involving the 30-minute match with Cesaro and Sheamus taking on the Hardys for a tag team house and an Iron Man match. All in all, Great Balls of Fire had a lot of heat and temperature heading past the 4th of July, and we had some great, great matches here on this particular show. Oh, yeah. The ambulance match was with Roman and Braun. Yes. And uh, I can't believe what Roman did there. Yep. Uh, Brock and Joe, I mean, even though it was short, I mean, it was half okay, but the match to me that stood out on this show, however, was that 30-minute Iron Man match. That was the matchup. I think, uh, unless it was later in the year, however, and I have to go back and check my notes again, uh, the match of the night and probably one of the top matches of the year, again, uh, would have to be that 30-minute match between Matt and Jeff versus Cesaro and Shane. I mean, those guys brought back tag team wrestling from the 80s. It reminded me of the Road Warriors Midnight Express or the Rock and Roll Express Midnight Express type feud. Uh, those guys absolutely tore it down, no pun intended. And, of course, the women continue to make a statement in more ways than one involving Sasha and Alexa. So uh, you could tell uh, that uh, 2017 had a lot of great, unique moments. Yeah. And speaking of women, however, this led us into our uh, next encounter that happened, I believe, towards the end of June, or excuse me, July, however, going into August, as Paige was once again back in the news, apparently, our former WWE diva at that time, however, involving uh, her boyfriend, one Alberto El Patron, and as a result, things got even more testy with the two of them as we heard more developments. However, it seemed like every other week, however, every week, however, for the past month or for like a month straight, or every other day, it seemed like we had updates on this whole thing. But Paige and Del Rio seemed to be dominating the wrestling world in the headlines more often than not throughout the uh, 2017 calendar campaign. Yeah, I remember that video interview. And, of course, she talked at the time she was being single. We saw what happened as they attacked each other at an airport, we understand. She was arrested. He was taken into custody. At the time, he had been fired from Impact Wrestling, or he was shortly fired, shortly thereafter, suspended from Impact and taken off uh, the belt off of him. Paige, of course, uh, had a lot of issues at that time. She uh, didn't care who she uh, angered and pissed off, no pun intended. But uh, WWE at the time was really wondering how her, if this was uh, legit, you know, if uh, Paige was really uh, on her final strike, supposedly. She had two strikes already previously, and at the time, WWE was seriously wondering if this would be the last uh, time they would see her in the company, and uh, they would finally get rid of her after just a couple of years. But uh, we would soon find out that would not be the case. But uh, overall, uh, it seemed like throughout uh, the summer of uh, 2017, and even in the middle part of the spring, however, there was a lot of controversy. It seemed like every week or every other week, it seemed like, uh, somehow, some way involving these two people. And like I said, folks, uh, it was very, very interesting, to say the least. Uh, from there, of course, we go to our second show of the month. However, that uh, was also controversial, if you will, in the form of Battleground, which was held in Philadelphia, which is where next month's Battle, or excuse me, Royal Rumble will be held. Uh, on this show, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we again had a very unique uh, encounter. Kevin Owens and AJ Styles went out one more time. John Cena returned to the action 
uh, by taking on Rusev as it was a battle rematch from uh, pre- pre- previous, uh, previous WrestleMania. The New Day, of course, uh, got back on top of the ladder once again, John, by winning the tag team titles here. Also, we saw Sami Zayn defeat the debuting of Mike Kanellis and his lovely wife Maria as the Miracle and his wife uh, made their debut in the WWE. Also, we had a Punjabi prison match, the first one in a long time, however, uh, needless to say. And as a result, however, mind you, we saw uh, Jinder Mahal uh, come through, however, mind you, defeating Randy Orton thanks to the And, of course, we saw Natalia get her first women's title by defeating Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Lana Tamina. All in all, it was definitely, indeed, a battleground in Philadelphia. Your thoughts about this one towards the end of July? I enjoyed the Punjabi prison match until the closing. I didn't get. Yes. I mean, you had the great colleague show up for one night and help gender, and then one walk night right back and... out, right, right, walk back out. Yep. Uh, Natty winning the women's title on this night against Becky Charlotte to me. What was your take on that whole ordeal? Oh, I thought Natty. Yes. I thought Natalia didn't want, wasn't going to do win that match for a second. Yes. But it was a big surprise yes. at the time. Indeed. And, then of course, we also saw the New Day, of course, once again back on top of the ladder once again by winning the tag team titles against Jimmy and Jay, the Uso boys. And also we saw Chauncey defeat Handsome Rusev, if you were, as we later find out, if he called Rusev Day, but at the time he was known as Handsome Rusev. And I believe Ronald was not with him on this night, but also we saw Kevin Owens and AJ Styles to see that he was going on. So Battleground definitely a good call here in Philadelphia. Of course, there was a big crowd also on hand that night, about 12,500 packed into the building. So uh, they definitely saw quite a show that night in Philadelphia. Up mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, of course, we headed into August, and boy, did we have a good August indeed, however. We started out, of course, with TakeOver, of course. The big story here, John, was what happened, of course, the night before TakeOver. When oh, Sanity... oh, wait a minute. Yes. Also in July, yes. we had some big stunning announcements. Oh, yes. Please tell us. Go right ahead. Uh, Jason Jordan becoming the, being a father of Kurt Angle. Yes, that was the son. So that was towards the end of uh, sometime in the middle of July. I didn't recall that. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Okay, thank you very much, son. You're right, I do recall that. Uh, also, believe it or not, however, uh, getting back real quick, however, to, before we get into August, however, one thing that did happen, however, earlier in uh, the year, however, we saw Corey Graves, however, kind of leave NXT, however, as an announcer. And as a result, they brought a new voice into the fold, however, in the form of Nigel McGuinness. And, of course, Nigel McGuinness, of course, has done very well since coming aboard the WWE roster. Of course, in NXT, of course, he also sometimes calls 205 Live. Also, John, we saw a little bit of tension earlier in the year, and that kind of leads to, this, I wouldn't say the firing, but the resignation of one Mauro Ranulo, as apparently Mauro and JBL got into a tiff, however, with one another, however, as well. And because of this, however... Uh, things got very heated between the two of them, however, pretty much uh, throughout the spring of 2017. Agreed. And one other thing, folks, we will talk about real quick, however. Uh, one thing that they did, however, uh, do also, however, they also brought Tom Phillips, of course, over uh, to up uh, the roster to replace Morrow, who was also the voice of SmackDown, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And now Morrow is back in the company with NXT, but at the time, however, Morrow decided to leave the roster and go down to NXT. It took him a while 
to get back into the company, however, even though he had had some tension with JBL and whatnot, and it left on bad terms. But WWE decided to call him back, however, and ask him to come back, however, before the end of the summer, or into the early part of the, midway through the spring, into the summer. And Morrow, somehow, someway, however, uh, did show up, however. And he would show up here at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, however. And, John, this uh, night was uh, very unique in the aftermath that Paul will talk about as well. First off, Sanity, of course, Alexander Wolf and Eric Young, minus Sawyer Fulton, who was let go earlier in the month, however. Of course, were with their two cohorts, Killian Day and Nikki Cross. Did defeat the champions, the authors of pain, Ackham and Rezar, however. But the story here, John, of course, was Drew McIntyre shocked everyone by defeating Bobby Roode, however, as he had returned to the WWE unexpectedly without letting anyone know, however. And as a result, however, the story here that happened afterward is the debut of Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, the Undisputed Era, Definitely made a, quite an impact in Brooklyn this night. Also, Asuka rematched Ember Moon after Ember Moon had missed literally a couple months due to an injury she had suffered following the TakeOver show in Orlando. Your thoughts about this whole matter involving uh, these matches in Brooklyn? Yeah, I thought NXT was great. Yeah, they seem to deliver a lot of great matches this year. I mean, it didn't matter what city you were in, Chicago, San Antonio, Brooklyn always delivers a great hard-hitting show, and once again, they definitely uh, continue to show that they were very, very unique, however. Of course, uh, they've done shows outside of the U.S., of course, with London, as you know, at one time. And like I said, this was the uh, 17th overall show, believe it or not, held under the banner, and the fourth held in 2017. NXT did a lot of big events this year, and believe me, folks, we're going to tell you some more that happened, but we can tell you that next year, folks, TakeOver 4 is already set for Brooklyn, and it will be held, as I'm looking at the calendar right now, ladies and gentlemen, on August the 18th, live from the Staples Center, or excuse me, the Barclays Center. But we can tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, how TakeOver Philadelphia is one month from now, and the match that everyone is talking about right now, the early match that everyone is right now circling the wagons for, how are you ready to hear this one, folks? In Philadelphia, the night before the Rumble at the Wells Fargo Center, it will be Andreas Sin Almas defending his NXT title, taking on Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Yes, folks, that will be your main event for Philadelphia coming up one month from today in Philadelphia. So, folks, get ready. That is going to be a very, very interesting show, to say the least. Now, Following NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, ladies and gentlemen, we saw what happened at SummerSlam. Of course, a lot went down. Randy Orton taking on Rusev. Sasha Banks defeating Alexa Bliss and regaining the belt. Uh, we also saw Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins de- reunite with one another as they had reunited just a few months before, however, mind you, in putting the sh- two-thirds of the Shield faction back together by defeating the Tag Team Champions. AJ Styles, of course, defeating Kevin Owens, of course, Shane McMahon, special guest referee for the U.S. title. Jinder Mahal defeating Shinsuke Nakamura for the first time, despite help from uh, the Singh brothers. Brock Lesnar winning a fatal four-way, despite the fact he was attacked earlier in the evening, however. Mind you, Howard came back to strong and fought Roman Reigns, Joe, and Braun Strowman. Uh, we saw a lot of great matches. John Cena defeat Baron Corbin. Of course, Baron Corbin had had his... Well, money in the bank opportunity blown up in smoke, if you will, however. It's just when I thought he was going to get his biggest opportunity to date early on the main roster. That turned out to be not the case here. As a result, a lot went down. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we saw Bobby Roode make a glorious debut on SmackDown 
following this show, however, a few nights after SummerSlam, John certainly SmackDown lived up to all the hype and then somehow we also saw what happened at the end of the month when Oscar relinquished the WWE NXT Women's title due to a collarbone injury sustained during her matchup only a week before his moon, thus ending her record-breaking reign. Her reign all told lasted between 510 to 525 days and certainly how she will go down as the greatest women's champion, if not the greatest of them all time, in the NXT women's division. However, certainly a lot went down as we headed towards the end of the summer going into fall. Indeed. And is there any moments that stand out for you from August? Um, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Baron Corbin unsuccessful in cashing in money in the bank. Certainly, yes. Uh, That was a very unique moment, I would agree there. Uh, Brock Lesnar, of course, coming off a very hard-fought match in that fatal four-way, just when it looked like the chips were down on Brock, and Brock would give up his title, however, uh, somehow, someway, he came back to fight. We also saw a little bit of a tiff between Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon that would carry over going into September, and what that would be like, uh, we will definitely talk about. Also, during the same time, ladies and gentlemen, we had the May Young Classic, believe it or not, however, and there were a lot of people that uh, came into the uh, fray, including Kari Zane, Dakota Kai, Piper Niven, among others, Tessa Blanchard, Tully Blanchard's are J.R. and Leo, of course, were calling the action. And, of course, the final, of course, was held in Las Vegas after starting it out in uh, full sale. Uh, as we said, a lot of competitors that definitely uh, jumped the uh, gun, if you will. Sage Beckett, of course, Shayna Baszler, another one, uh, very unique. Tony Storm, Vanessa Bourne, Sarah Logan, Serena D, formerly of the Straight Edge Society, uh, if you will, however, best known for uh, one role as Serena at one time, uh, mind you, in the Straight Edge Society. Uh, Marty Bell, Lacey Evans, Jazzy Gebbard, uh, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae. I mean, certainly there were a lot of great people, but uh, the one that shocked everyone, John, of course, was the story of Kari Zane winning it all. And Shayna Baszler, a good friend of Ronda Rousey, however, coming up just a little short in her effort, but nevertheless putting up a hell of an effort. And these women definitely, once again, Stole the show, however. I mean, it seemed like the women a lot during the course of 2017 had a lot of uh, matches that definitely wowed you. I mean, this was probably the best year I'd seen in a long time when it came to women's wrestling. Yeah. And uh, certainly, of course, as we mentioned earlier, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, some of the bigger names, of course, like Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch, uh, Charlotte, Tamina, Lana, Paige, uh, among others, however, definitely made a punching impact, however going into uh, the uh, early part of the fall. The question is, how much more would they make an impact? Well, we'll continue to tell you about it right now, but let's give you the number again. one 444 Call ID 139925-POUND. This is episode number 80, historic episode number 80 for our final show of 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week with our first debate show of 2018, but you picked a great night hour to uh, join us for our final show of 2017. I do want to thank the Human Suplex Machine for joining us here tonight here on the caller show as well, but I also want to thank three people who have made this debate show very great over the first 79 shows, and we continue to make them strong every week. King NWO Gerard T. Smith, the Black Widow herself, Michelle Lindotts, the true first lady of wrestling, and one half of the six-person women's tag team champions, and of course, none other than Mr. WCW himself, Chad Hinshaw, as well as you, the public out there, as well, for listening to our show. John, we headed into no uh, mercy, if you will, in September, however, there was definitely no mercy uh uh, going on in this one, how Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman was the big match in Los Angeles. We saw what happened towards the end of the month. We also saw what happened, of course, 
involving the very first encounter of Roman Reigns and John Cena. But as you said, you talked about Enzo Mori just a few minutes ago. We saw what happened when he became the new Cruiserweight champion. And as a result, however, he defeated Neville. This caused Neville to walk out of the company a short time after this. Your thoughts on what happened during the month of September? I mean, Neville should have not taken the loss in the feet. He should have just beaten Enzo. And... And Just course, got, got away with it. Yep, he did. And with it, he became the new Cruiserweight champion. We also saw Dean Ambrose and Rollins again uh, fight Cesaro Chambers. And this was the matchup where Cesaro literally had his teeth break, if you will, no pun intended, thanks to Dean Ambrose. But the story here was the two big WrestleMania marquee matchups, Roman Reigns defeating John Cena, of course, and Brock Lesnar defeating Braun Strowman. Your thoughts about Roman and Cena and Brock and uh, Braun? Roman and Cena, uh, this was one of the matchups I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm, certainly. Um, although both are hated by the IW, the fans. Yes. I got to say, the fans, the fans definitely respected that match for one night. Yes, they did. They did indeed. And I would, I would, I would agree 100% with you as well. No question about it. Uh, what about uh, Brock and Braun? What was your thoughts about the whole Brock Braun match? Uh, I thought Braun, he was dominant from the first half to the get go against Brock, and he could have won right then and there. That could have been one of the biggest shockers in WWE history with Braun winning the title. They almost had him winning it, if you recall. They were ready to. I mean, they, they were ready to push the button and say, this is your night. This is your opportunity, however. No doubt about it. But uh, he came up a little short. But nevertheless, like I said, I can see these guys again uh, going at it. In fact, we will see these guys go at it, however, I should say, however, in just a mere five weeks from now in Philadelphia with Kane, of course. I mean, who knows what we're going to see. I mean, they're going to have to, like, I mean, we've talked about this so many times, not on this show, but all of our shows. And, of course, WWE's done the same thing. You're going to have to re-really enforce the ring for this one. These, these three guys, Kane, Braun, and Brock, I mean, who knows what we're going to see in Philadelphia. We might see a bigger crack in the Liberty Bell. We might see a full crack and maybe a ring break, too, in the land of extreme. And this is going to be an extreme... Very intense, very physical, all-out brawl in Philadelphia. And believe me, folks, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, however, go figure. These three guys are going to really, really tear it down. No doubt about it. And speaking of tearing it down, ladies and gentlemen, now we turn it over to October. A lot went down in October, of course. Mind you, the big story here, of course, going into October was Bobby Roode taking on Dolph Ziggler. Jinder Mahal facing off of Shinsuke Nakamura once again. Charlotte and Natty uh, reuniting acquaintances with one another. Baron Corbin, of course, mm-hmm. defeating AJ Styles and uh, Ty Dillinger. Baron Corbin becoming the new U.S. champion. But, John, the story, besides those matches, was the one that happened in the main event. KO versus Shane McMahon in a false Count Anywhere match. But the shocker here was what Sami Zayn did as he saved his longtime rival and one-time Not best friend from this anywhere. one. Cell. It was in the Hell in a Cell, right? It was a false count anywhere in the Hell in a Cell, but this was the longest match, probably one of the longer matches of the year, and again, it was one of my top matches of the year between him and Shane Mike. These guys absolutely hold, beat the holy bejesus out of each other in Detroit Rock City in the brand new uh, Little Caesars Arena. Your thoughts about what happened at Hell in a Cell in early October? Well, Hell in a Cell between Shane and Shane, that was very personal. Yes, it was. Because of what KO did to Vince. 
Yes, what had happened only a short time uh, following SummerSlam. That's right, yes. That was very personal. Yes, and of course we saw also what had happened at SummerSlam when Natty defeated Naomi to win the women's title. Only thing is, Natty was forced to defend the title against the Queen, Charlotte, who wanted her belt back, however, and that was even more intense with these two. These two always have had some great chemistry. I mean, you look at their fathers, the legendary Ric Flair, of course, who, of course, earlier in the latter part of the summer, early part of the uh Later part of the summer, early part of the fall, had some very serious health issues, as we all know, and uh, it was very scary to hear about what happened. But like I said, when you talk about the hearts and flares, however, there is definitely chemistry. However, we've seen what Rick and Brett have done over the years with each other, and now their daughters, Charlotte and Natalia, they're just like their uh, dads. I mean, they always find a way to bring out the best of one another, whether it be in NXT or WWE. And over the last few years, they've always found a way to raise the bar. Mm-hmm. Any other matches that stood out for you as far as Hell in a Cell go? Um, the tag team Hell in a Cell match. Yes, that was very good. I remember that match very, very well. That was a good match. I do recall that. Yep, yep, indeed. Mm-hmm. And, yep. of course, it was also at this time, ladies and gentlemen, towards the middle part of September, or latter part of September, early October, we saw the first uh, promos of one particular superstar who was on her way to the main roster, the powerful one herself, the long-term NXT Women's Champion, the Empress of Tomorrow, who would make her debut within a few weeks after this Hell in a Cell, and that I am referring to as Asuka. We'll talk about Asuka here in just a few minutes. Sean, if you want to give out the plug one more time, I'll be right back. i got to step out okay. and uh, do something, and we will continue on with our countdown. Okay, one seven two four 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 seven pounds and we'll still be back here until 9 o'clock. But the only thing I want to talk about October 4, JD comes back as well, is in October when we saw the reunion, uh, the short, quick reunion of The Shield. Now, they were scheduled to take on Miz, Sheamus, Cesaro, Strow, and Strowman in a four-on-three handicap match. But it changed to a three-on-five handicap match because Kane came from out of nowhere and attacked Roman Reigns, causing Kane to be the fifth member of Roman Reigns' team. Flash forward days later, uh, there was a big... um. Let me see. There was a big um there was a big out um viral infection outbreak in the in the WWE. The two top the uh superstars that got involved in that were Bray Wyatt, Bo Dallas, and Roman Reigns. So in doing so, Roman Reigns got taken off the card. And also, Bray Wyatt was taken off the card because he was scheduled to face Finn Balor at TLC. So, uh, WWE did a little bit of swap cleaning for for TLC. WWE did a little bit of swap cleaning for TLC that they decided, why not put Kurt Angle back in the ring to the WWE for the first time since 2006. And boy, did he prove that he still had it. And yes, even at the age, even at the late age Kurt Angle's in, he has still got the angle slam, and he still has the ankle lock. 
showed Ms. Seamus Cesaro Kanan Strowman well before, well, in the middle part towards the match, Kane and Strowman turned on each other, and that allowed the Miz Taraj, Seamus Cesaro, Kane, and Miz to turn on Strowman. And as you recall, they would put Strowman into the dumpster for good. But, but still. As Kurt Angle was injured and that left Ambrose and Rollins all by themselves, we would see Kurt Angle come back out and... Okay, I'm back. Okay, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. We just had to step out for a few minutes. Before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, however, we will talk about... I was about... talking about what happened in October as well. Yes, we, had a, we did definitely have a lot happen, like we said throughout the year. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. Uh, we also lost a lot of big names in 2017, John, and some of the names, of course, were non-related to wrestling. Some were related to wrestling as well. Among them that were non-wrestling related, Mary Tyler Moore, Tom Petty, uh, Don Rickles, of course, one of my favorite comedians and one of Chad's favorite people, of course, Chad Fern, Mr. W.S.O. Chad Hinshaw. Uh, Bobby the Brain, he was a tremendous loss we suffered this year. Uh, a true icon, a true legend, a true great manager. Uh, I'm trying to think who else passed away this year. Like I said, uh, we, we definitely lost uh, Jim Neighbors recently, like I mentioned. Uh, we uh, definitely lost a, a great big uh, influence in 2017 in the uh, world of entertainment, to say the least. Yep. And uh, as we continue on, folks, let us talk about what happened next, Tar. And, of course, it was TLC. And then TLC, ladies and gentlemen, we traveled to Minnesota. We saw the debut of Asuka. We saw what happened there as she defeated, of course, none other than Emma. Of course, Emma shortly thereafter, of course, was let go. Of course, Emma earlier in the year had changed her gimmick to Emmalina. And then, of course, went back to being, well, Emma, if you will. Also, we saw Mickey James take on her former uh, one-time SmackDown mate, Alexa Bliss. We also saw Finn Balor take on AJ Styles for the very first time. But the story here, John, was not only those matches, but it was also Kurt Angle coming back to the ring for the first time ever, teaming up with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, taking on Miz, Braun Strowman, Kane, Cesaro, and Sheamus in a 5-on-3 handicap match. Your thoughts about TLC? And that's exactly what I was talking about. Overall, I thought TLC was a good show. Yes, and I would say Finn Balor and AJ Styles uh, was a great match. Uh, we also saw a very unique match with Austin. Go ahead, what were you saying now? Sorry. Never mind. No, go ahead. You were saying something. Please, finish. What were you going to say? Uh, I didn't think I was coughing. But I'll say something here. Well, from there, ladies and gentlemen, as the fall in the leaves changed, tower, so did, however... Another month went by. And with that said, we now turn the clock. After TLC, an invasion occurred. 
Yes, and we had tragedy strike around that time, too. I was just going to bring that up. Thank you very much, Sean. Yes, it was around that time that even more tragedy and heartbreak struck, however, for all of us, however, shortly after this. And I believe this was uh, the week after it happened, I think, if it happened, or it was maybe earlier uh, in the fall. But I think it was the week after this, John. You might be right. And that was what happened in Las Vegas. I mean, mm-hmm. what can we say what happened in Las Vegas? I mean... Uh, we thought at first it was a trick and a prank, but it turned out not to be the case. However, it just, it was gut-wrenching. It was heartbreaking. It was earth-shattering, to say the least. And I know over the last few months, Vegas has recovered uh, nicely from that ordeal. However, even though, however, it has been a traumatic ordeal. And speaking of traumatic, John, we only not only had tragedy there, but we also had tragedy in Houston in the form of Hurricane Harvey early, late in the summer, if you will, and also with what happened in Puerto Rico as well. Oh, yes. And, of course, I know for a fact that Houston is just like Las Vegas, still recovering from that very traumatic uh, tragedy, if you will, a very rough time indeed, but also Houston uh, became Houston strong again, no pun intended, however, and we want to give them a shout-out to, of course, and congratulating them because early in November, they became the World Series champions for the first time in franchise history, beating the L.A. Dodgers in what was a great World Series. Puerto Rico, I know, is still trying to recover from their ordeal, and they're still trying to build their lives back up again, and we're thinking of you every day, Puerto Rico, as well as Las Vegas and Houston. So, again, those three places this past year definitely hard hit more than anything, however, to say the least, however. And let us tell you, we're thinking of you guys each and every day, however, in those areas, however, after what had happened this past year. Just, just absolutely traumatic, to say the least, however. But also, earlier in the summer, ladies and gentlemen, i got to say, however, we had some fun here, too, a little bit, especially in my hometown of Pittsburgh, which happened earlier in the summer. I didn't mention this earlier. But we did see the Pittsburgh Penguins become the Stanley Cup champions, once again becoming the first team since I believe they did it back in the 90s to go back-to-back in winning the Stanley Cup, if you will. Boy, you talk about a parade. You talk about a celebration and a party. Boy, did they come out in record droves for this parade and party, John. And uh, it was definitely a fun time in the Steel City earlier this summer. Yep, indeed. And from there, ladies and gentlemen, we now go to November. We're going to go a little past 9 o'clock as we're going to wind it up here, however, with uh, some final thoughts here before we do. We're going to go past 9 for a few minutes and anyway, give you our thoughts, however. Uh, John, we headed into November, however, in Thanksgiving week, however, with a big story, however. And the story here was the war games. That's right, the war games. And as a result here on this night, however, we saw Ember Moon, however, become the new woman's champion, defeating Kari Zane, Nikki Cross, and Peyton Royce to become the new woman's champion. Also, we saw Drew McIntyre lose the NXT world title to Andreas Sin Almas, however, but the story here is that he tore his tricep out, and as a result, will not be back until maybe this spring, if not early this summer, if you will. But also, we had the very first ever War Games match in WWE and in NXT history, and as a result, however, we saw the undisputed era of Cole Fish and O'Reilly, who made an impact, however, in Brooklyn just months before, take on Akram Rezar and Roderick Strong, as well as Sanity, Alexander Wolf, Eric Young, and Killian Dane in a triple threat War Games match. Your thoughts about the War Games in Houston? Oh, what can you say about this match? It was an awesome War Games battle. 
And, of course, WWE has talked about bringing back the War Games, possibly mm-hmm. maybe for next time, uh, maybe next year at an uh, uh, NXT event. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Also, John, the story here going into uh, Survivor Series is what happened how involving how our Team Raw, however, and the Shield, of course, mind you, Raw, of course, in a battle with SmackDown, of course, Stephanie and Kurt Angle, of course, uh, feuding with one another again, if you will, but Stephanie telling Kurt how uh, she will accept no excuses if her team and uh, brand loses. As a result, Team Raw came out with the victory, defeating Team SmackDown, but not without controversy, and we also saw a really unique match in the form of Brock Lesnar taking on AJ Styles. This, after AJ had won the title one week before from the Maharaja of Mad if you will, Jinder Mahal in the UK. Your thoughts about what happened at the Survivor Series? Oh, Survivor Series. That that was an awesome pay-per-view. Yes. AJ and, and Brock, good match. Yes. That was when AJ took the title from Jinder. Right. We saw The Shield defeat The New Day, and of course Team Raw ladies defeat Team SmackDown ladies. This despite the fact that... Uh, there was an invasion of sorts, however, from the SmackDown Blue brand prior to this going into the Survivor Series. Yeah. And Just of course. Four weeks around Survivor Series. Yep. And we also saw a little controversy at the end of uh, Raw, however, in which Kurt Angle, however, or not, yeah, Kurt Angle is Team One, but Braun Strowman and Triple H, however, the sole survivors, but not without uh, Braun Strowman uh, putting the uh, game on notice after Triple H had laid out his own brother-in-law, Shane O'Mac, despite some controversy. Your yeah, thoughts about this one? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn showing up to attack Shane, and then Triple H attacking right. her. That's right, that's right. And of course, uh, following this show, we saw the debut of three new ladies, however. Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan calling themselves the Riot Squad. Also, we saw the return of Paige, if you will, however, for the first time in almost a year. And she brought some friends with her, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Your thoughts about this? Uh, when I saw Paige return, I was like, oh my god, she's back. Yeah, she has definitely come back with a purpose over the last few weeks, over the last month or so, and she's not afraid to show who's boss. But uh, obviously, of course, the other story, of course, as we mentioned earlier, um, Neville, of course, leaving the company, and Enzo Mori continuing to badmouth everybody and anybody with an earshot. Our WWE not very impressed with Enzo's antics, if you will, and as a result, he took on Kalisto, however, and as a result, the two of them had an okay, has had an okay feud, but it wasn't one of the better feuds I thought of the year. Your thoughts? about Enzo and Kalista. Oh, Enzo and Kalista. They traded back and forth title wins over one another. Mm-hmm, certainly. Mm-hmm. And uh, do we see uh, anything promising, however, for any of these guys in 2018 before we go into what happened in the final part of 2017? No. Well... I do know for a fact that coming up this uh, coming Monday, and sorry about that, Enzo does have a big upcoming title matchup this Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, against uh, Cedric Alexander in Miami. The question is, will Cedric Alexander start off 20, excuse me, 2018 with a bang and uh, win the title? Or will Enzo find a way to somehow hold on to the title just a little longer? Well, we'll tell you about it, folks, coming up on Monday. Also, ladies and gentlemen, just a quick reminder, coming up uh, a week from this Monday, we will be back with Raw Radio, ladies and gentlemen, on January 8th. Of course, join John, myself, Fonzie, and the rest of the gang as we will 
We're returning from our New Year's sabbatical and Christmas vacation and tell you what our plans are as we start the new year off with a bang. We'll give you our early predictions with Raw, of course, as far as the ratings go and everything like that, so be sure to check it out. And, of course, with that said, before we go into our final uh, part of 2017, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to, like I said, uh, get John's thoughts real quick. John, if there were any one of the top three matches of 2017, what would they be in your eyes? One of them would be Cena versus Styles mm-hmm. at the Rumble. Yes. The other would be the Fatal Four Way match. Certainly, no question about and it. And KO and Shane at Survivor Series. Ah, uh, good moments there. Good moments indeed. I got a hand to you there. I'm gonna say, however, the match that stood out for me this year would have to be that 30 minute match, as I mentioned. I would say uh, Brock versus AJ is my second. And for my third, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say, however, the five-on-three handicap match, however, no, at uh, TLC. I think those are the ones that stand out to me. So uh, definitely those are the ones I uh, were, was very interested in this past year. Okay, and with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to our final portion of 2017 as we close it out in style, ladies and gentlemen, as the Clash of the Champions was just a few weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we saw what happened on this show. Uh, we had Kevin Owens defeat, uh, uh, excuse me, and Sami Zayn defeat Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura. Daniel Bryan, of course, was the guest referee along with Shane O'Mac. Had Owens and Zayn lost, they would fire from WWE. AJ took on Jinder Mahal at the Singh Bros. Back together again. Apparently, just one of the they were broken up. However, for any of the Singhs and Jinder, things uh, were reunited. Let's just say a hunky-dory fashion. The Usos once again uh, retained the titles defeating the New Day. Chad Gable and Sheldon Benjamin, of course, Sheldon Benjamin, of course, returning to the WWE just only a few months before uh, after being away for quite a while. And, of course, uh, Rusev and his new partner, Aiden English, which now has been tabbed Rusev Day rather than Handsome Rusev. John, your thoughts about what happened at the Clash uh, just a few weeks ago? Oh, huh. Yeah, KO and Sami Zayn fighting for their jobs, and AJ retaining over Jinder Mahal. Yes. And uh, the other story, of course, was the uh, uh, thing involving uh, the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team uh, match, however, mind you, uh, certainly, however, uh, your thoughts about that? Sorry about that. Uh, Your thoughts about that? That was a good match. Certainly. Well, folks, there you have it. It is our year in review, and... Thank you for uh, joining us here tonight. Uh, but before we go, ladies and gentlemen, we just want to take time out, Howard, and wish you all a very safe and happy 2018. May it be full of love, joy, and peace, and happiness, and uh, many more to come. And uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to thank the Human Suplex Machine for joining us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, however, and giving his thoughts of the year review. We are definitely going to be looking forward to doing this all over again next week and next year, I should say, which will be next week, I should say, our first show of 2018. Uh, But we end 2017 with episode number 80 in a big-time way. And it's only fitting we're going to play a New Year's tune, Howard, as we take you out tonight, Howard. Well, all right, well, John Stephanelli, so I'm going to play a couple minutes of uh, the closing song here I've chosen tonight. 
It is ABBA's Happy New Year, folks, from one of their hits of the same. So John will be joining us in just a few minutes on Revolution. And, folks, uh, we do want to take time again to wish you all a very safe and happy, prosperous New Year. We hope you also had a wonderful Christmas. We will talk to you again next week, ladies and gentlemen, back at the debate table, where hopefully we'll have the King and Queen rejoin us here. I do want to thank you all for listening in tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And so on that note, ladies and gentlemen, let us take you out now with a little ABBA of Happy New Year. Again, Happy New Year, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Be safe, be careful out there this weekend, and stay warm wherever you're at, however, and uh, just bundle up if you're going outside. So, folks, here's a little apple for you as we take you out with our final song of the year, heading into the new year, entitled Happy New Year. Talk to you soon, guys, as this is the Iceman, along with the Human Suplex Machine, saying so long from ringside. Talk to you soon, gang. Good night, everyone.
Happy New Year, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.